Steve, going to come to you now. Um, I wonder what you at the Connected Cities Catapult see as the biggest opportunities here, and in particularly on transport. You know, we talk a lot about active travel, low carbon transport, and, and sort of drawing on your experience in Manchester. Where do you see the big opportunities? Well, thank you very much, Tom. And you know, the opportunity to talk in this panel at this point in time, where we are, is, is really is really much appreciated. I think there are three things, if I may, I wanted to say. <clears throat> one is one is very obvious, of course, which is that cities face multiple and complex challenges. You know, the battle for climate change will be won and lost on on the streets of cities. It, it really will. We already know that 50% of the global population live in cities in, in, in the Western Europe. It's, it's up to 75% cities in the UK, which presents the benefits of density and agglomeration, of course. You know, when we start to think about investing in our infrastructure assets, in our transport systems, in retrofit, we can do that a lot more easily and at scale uh, in our cities than, than, than more dispersed economies. But of course, in our cities, you know, particularly in the UK, those assets, be they you know, infrastructure or buildings, are operated, maintained, managed by a whole range of different entities, which makes it incredibly challenging to do that in a very strategic joined up way, which again, the burden of that often falls on you know, jobs that Christopher and Judith have done in the past in, in local government. The second point you know, comes to sort of the opportunities, I guess. So you know, I don't think we've done enough certainly in the UK in terms of articulating the impacts and benefit of, of net zero from an economic and social perspective. Yes, we have the, with the work that Nick Stern did nearly over a decade ago now in terms of op, op, articulating the economic country. We haven't really revisited that in any shape or form. Individual cities have done their own mini Sterns, but I think there's, there's a real need to revisit that in terms of the opportunities that the green industry, whatever that may be, in terms of jobs and growth presents as well as let's not forget the opportunity in the UK as a science superpower around R&D. Uh, and of course, in, in the social aspect as well, you know, wellness, both physical and mental well-being, the opportunities to really combat and address fuel poverty through large scale retrofit in some of our cities will have significant benefits, both physically and mentally to some of our more deprived communities. Uh, and then we see in the last 18 months, of course, the real benefits, huge benefits of green space in our cities and access to quality green space that that provides. And it's not it's not it's not you know unusual really is it that those cities internationally that are in the vanguard of, of, of working towards net zero places like Copenhagen are regularly in those top 10 of most livable cities indices that we see on an annual basis. Um, you know, in the emergence, I guess, of the, the 15 minute neighbourhood, 15 minute city, Brazilian concept as well in the last 18 months, I think also presents an opportunity in terms of harnessing some of those opportunities. The, the third point, um, Tom, I may, may say, which I've not heard much yet, is that is really around the major obstacle we've seen is around access to development finance. We know that in that, you know, we talk, we talked to a lot of the, the capital markets, there is enough finance in, in the capital markets to want to fund this stuff. But what is absolutely lacking is the ability to develop projects to a bankable proposition. And who is actually going to pay for that? Which is why earlier this year, July the 1st, we launched the UK Cities Climate Investment Commission, a partnership between ourselves at the Connected Places Catapult, Core Cities in London, which brought together the 12 largest cities and the investment community. The work we did, which we're going to launch on October the 21st, and that's not a plug, but you're very welcome to come along and listen to that event, is that you know we identified a 206 billion 
investment opportunity or bill, depending on where you're looking at, in terms of the low carbon technologies of those cities, the investments that they need to achieve net zero. That figure is way beyond the public purse. It's going to absolutely have to have significant private sector investment. But to do that, there needs to be a mechanism by which development finance is brought forward such that the right projects are brought forward for, for, for private sector finance to flow. And at the minute, there isn't that mechanism to do so. There's absolutely no way the local government's got the capacity or capability to do that. What we're doing at UKCCIC is we do have a proposal on the board uh, to set how we would structure that and perhaps I'll come on to that at a later point. But I'm hoping that that sort of presents some of the opportunities, but also, I guess, some of the challenges um, faced.